everyone, and welcome to Be The Leader You Deserve podcast, where my mission is to inspire you to ask yourself, are you the leader you deserve? Hi, I'm Jill Handley, and I am so excited to be here with you today. This is season seven, episode 34, how to make others feel like they are the only one in the room. So today I am joined by Shanae Ivory Brown, or Principal IB, as her students of Harper Park Middle School, located in Leesburg, Virginia, call her. Shanae believes in empowering all students to make meaningful contributions to the world. Shanae is super active on Twitter and is always finding ways to celebrate, lift up, motivate, and inspire others. Now, Shanae and I met last fall at the ASCD Leadership Summit when she attended a session that I was presenting in about family engagement. Her passion was not only obvious, but contagious. So welcome, Shanae. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jill. Thanks for having me tonight. For sure. And so excited to have you with us. So as we get started, why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and the school that you lead? Well, like you said, Jill, um, just a few minutes ago, I am the proud principal of Harper Park Middle School in Leesburg, Virginia. Um, I, of course, am uh, the principal under the uh, district of Loudoun County Public Schools um, in Virginia, of course. Um, We have a population of about 840 some students and um, very diverse group of uh, teachers and students uh, in the area that we are. Um, Of course, we we get a chance to, we, we had that opportunity, I would say, uh, to, to lead a, an area where uh, we have a diverse group of individuals, which is, is really cool and is unique uh, to, to where we live. So I, I take pleasure and I definitely enjoy that. That's awesome. We know that, um, you know, representation matters. So the fact that you're able to have a diverse staff so that all of your kids can see themselves, that's really remarkable. I know that's something that, you know, all schools, if they're not, they should be trying to lead and grow in. So kudos to you on that. Absolutely. It's definitely a work in progress, but um, we're we're definitely moving in that direction. It's so, so important. Like you said, students must see themselves. Absolutely. All right. So as as a newer leader, Shanae, I know that you've got a lot to be (laughs) proud of. I see you celebrating all the time. But what I'm going to ask you to say, what's the one thing you feel most proud of as a leader? Wow. Um, Of course, I've been leading for a little while in regards to being starting out as a dean um, and then um, having an opportunity to become an assistant principal. And then, of course, getting my principalship um, February of last year, actually. Um, But one of the things I'm most proud of it's just the, the connections that I've been able to build with, with families um, and all the, the communities that I've, I've been afforded to, to lead in um, and still being able to connect with those families, even today, right now, of families that I had, you know, I was just talking to a parent the other day and she was just sharing with me um, her son and how well he's doing now. And I had him as a dean um, in middle school and just to hear his progress and what he's doing is just great. So that's I, I would say that's what I'm most proud of is still connecting with parents and still having that those community connections and um, checking out my students to see how they're doing. I mean, I have a parent who actually still emails me um, how his son doing. Again, I had him as a dean and uh, he's he's playing soccer in um, in another country and he sends me emails. He texts me. Um, pictures of how he's doing and and uh whenever he comes into to the states he he'll come by and see me so it's just having those authentic relationships with students that's so important to me 
That's incredible. Now, I know that, um, you know, as a dean, you're probably responsible for fewer students than you are as the principal of the whole school. So how do you take those those great things that you are doing with that subset of kiddos you were responsible for as the dean? And how do you kind of make that school wide to to ensure that family engagement stays a top priority for you as a principal? I don't know. I guess for me, it has come natural. Um, just loving on people. It's just who I am. It's authentically me. And that is something that I don't have to think about doing. It just naturally comes out. Um, so for me, even being a principal, it's just naturally there. It, you know, I'm a firm believer that you make time for things that are important to you. Um, I guess for me, people are important. So I make time for that. So I have to make sure that in the morning when students get off the bus, I'm the first one that they see, you know, I'm greeting uh, teachers in the hallways as they're coming in the building. So I try to be like the first person in the building, walking around, saying hello to staff, you know, all those things are important. Um, I'm a firm believer that people don't care what you know um, until they know that you care. I know you've heard that saying a whole bunch of times, but I firmly believe in it and I live by it daily. So, um, that's what I do. I just make it a point to be around and show people that I care. And you're exactly right. You know, we, we only get so much time in a day. So we get to, for the most part, be in charge of how we spend that time. That's and, right. And what more precious time can be spent than, than building those relationships and really, you know, continuing to cultivate them, which clearly you're so good at when you've got students who are now grown and moved on and a family. Not only are the students still reaching out to you, but the families. <laughs> So that, that speaks highly to what you do, Shanae. So, so great job with that. Thank you. Now, we know as leaders that, you know, we learn a lot from the experiences that we engage in. And, and you know, most leaders, I know myself included, when I first started, I look back now and I think, oh, what was I thinking? Um, but I've also grown so much with, with um, some of the, what I will call failing forward that I did. So when mm -hmm. you think about your own leadership, Shanae, what are some, some of the things that you feel that maybe you've grown a tremendous amount in and you want to kind of give that advice to, to newer leaders? One of the things that I've grown, um, again, I, I shared earlier that a building connection with kids have always been something that's come natural to me. What has not come natural to me is working with adults, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, that is something that has not, not been natural to me and it's something that I definitely had to work through. Um, in developing myself in leadership as a dean starting out. Um, I realized that at the beginning. Um, and so, you know, I quest in how to be better in that. I authentically listen to other leaders and how they interacted with other adults and how they approach situations. And all those things helped me to grow and grow and grow. And then I became an assistant principal at Stonehill Middle School, again, in Loudoun County. And the leader that I was under, Katie Clark, who is one of the most amazing leaders that I, I mean, I've worked under, um, she taught me a lot about the importance of listening. And um, again, I just watched, I sat back and I watched, I wanted to be in every meeting that she had with a parent or with a teacher. And um, I was just there and I was willing to just, you know, dig in and listen to how she authentically just connected with those individuals. And I was like, wow, you're very powerful in a sense of like, people can feel like they're the only one in the room when they're talking to you. How do you do that? You know? And so again, I just was on that quest of just watching and learning from her of how she made people feel like they were the only ones in the room. Um, and I have to say, that's what I've grown at. Um, I can, I can say that I've done better. Um, I'm continuously working on it, but I believe that uh, that language is in how, not only how you speak to them, um, but it's also in your body language as well. So it's something that I've studied. I've worked hard to 
to even be more understanding and listening better because people, people, again, people don't care what you know until they know that you care. And so listening is a major factor to that. And when they know that you're listening to them, um, it plays a major part. You know, you're so right. And that listening is not as easy as it sounds. No, <laughs> you you no. know, it's, it's easy to get distracted because let's face it, we've got a, you know, a million decisions we're making a day, all kinds of things yeah. running through our head. But to your point, I think that people value so much when they have that one-on-one time, because it is really coveted time with the leader. People don't understand how much teachers appreciate that one-on-one time with the leader. It's like when kids get that one-on-one time with their teacher, that's the way teachers typically feel with their leaders. So I think, you know, as leaders, you're right. We owe it to them to be fully present, fully actively listening. I mean, giving them 100% of Mm. our time. That's, that's, that's a great one. That's a really great one. Um, Yeah. I mean, go go ahead. ahead. No, no, So, (laughs) So for an example, Um, you know, I've, you know, done things like when the teacher comes into my office and I'm actually doing something, I literally turn, like when we talk about body language, which people don't, sometimes they don't think about that body language plays a major part. Um, I, I totally move away from my desk. Um, and I make it like an even level playing field. I think it's important for people to see my whole body. And so I will, if a teacher comes in, they want to chat with me. I, even though I have a, a, a chair right in front of my desk, I will move away from my desk. We will sit at the table together. Um, and to me, that lets them know that I'm here to listen, number one. Um, whatever I was doing, it's not that important at that point. What they have to say is important. And they can completely see my body language and know that I'm here at the table. I'm here to be 100% all in, and I want to hear what you have to say. Um, so I think those things make a difference. But again, it's, it's something that you have to be mindful of. You have to think about. Um, when I'm walking down the hallways, let's talk about students. Um, when I'm walking down the hallways, and you can ask anyone in my building, no matter what I'm doing, I will stop if a student passed me and greet them and say hello. I don't care if I'm talking to the president is in my school. Of course, <laughs> I, I don't know if he's going to come. Uh, or, but, but if he does decide to come, he's got to know that if there's a student in my presence, I'm going to stop talking to him and I'm going to greet my students. Because kids got to know that they mean that much to me, that I'm willing to stop what I'm doing to talk to some, that I'm talking to someone else to greet them and say hello. Um, and so those are the things that, those are, I would just say those are examples of a couple of things that I do to let people know, number one, that I genuinely care about them and I care about what they have to say. Um, and it's something that I'm willing to model. And there's really no better gift than that gift of, yourself and the time that you're willing to give to people. So, and you're right, you know, what you said about the body language, that is, that is a big thing. I remember um, somebody said it to me, gosh, when I was early on as a principal and I, at first I was like, well, I mean, what, is it really that big of a deal? It is that big of a deal because, you know, when you're behind that desk, there's still that, it's almost like that power, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because mm-hmm. The desk is between you, but when you come around the desk and I'm going to sit next to you, beside you, that you're right. That lets you know that I'm moving away from whatever was going on behind the desk and let's sit down and talk and make that, that super important. That what a great tip for that. Thank you so much for that. Absolutely. So here's another kind of a follow-up because I, you know, one of the other things I learned quickly was that I think back to my leadership prep and it, it felt so theory-based, you know, a lot of scenarios, a lot of different things. And then I get the job and all I could think was, where was the class on this? And where was the class on that? And while you can never be fully prepared for this job, uh, if in your opinion, if you could give some advice to colleges that said, hey, you are missing the boat if you don't ha- start offering leadership courses that focus on this. Wow. Wow. Um, I believe that time management is probably one of the most important courses, beginning courses that an individual can take. Matter of fact, I just had 
one of um, our leadership uh, developers in our district come out to my leadership team at my school um, and talk about self-care um, and that very thing about, you know, time management and things like that. And um, what she provided to them, I told her, I was like, wow, I actually needed that my first week as a principal. <laughs> she was like, really? I was like, oh, yeah, definitely. Um, because I was all in, I jumped in and I was all over the place, like you said, and I was just trying to find my grind, grounding and try to figure out where I was. And it was just difficult. Um, but if I would have had someone there to kind of, you know, ground me a little bit and say, you know, here are the most important things right here. Here's a list of things that you, you know you have to do within this first couple of weeks. So so a training like that, I think, is, is so important. It's about finding your grounding and also time management. Um, because I'm just, you know, in the mix of working that all out of trying to make sure that, you know, I'm in classrooms authentically giving feedback um, and I'm supporting my my leadership team as well, who are deans um, and APs in a building. And again, making sure that teachers and students know that I care about them genuinely. So doing those authentic, authentic things, too. So and then the paperwork that comes all behind that and getting it all done. <laughs> right. Getting it all done. Um, yes. and, and, and still having a smile on your face and showing people that you love what you do. Um, and so that that whole time management piece has been um, something that I've really tried to make sure that, you know, I authentically sit down and, and get supports in and, and have get feedback in on how I can do better. You know, you get 100, 200, 300 emails within an hour. And, <laughs> and, and so you got to get through those. Right. Uh, so. Um, so all those little tips that um, that I that I wish I had, you know, coming in would have been helpful for me, I think, to to better organize myself to, to lead an awesome school that I have. So let me ask you this, Shanae, have you found a particular system that works best for you with organizing your time? Uh, you know, I've had former guests talk about different planners or different way they organize their calendar or things like that. Have you found a system that you feel like, OK, this this makes it feel like I'm, you know, giving the time I need to give in front of people with people, but then also reserving some time for those must do paperwork so that I you know, get to go home at some point? Yeah. Um, and I actually, I'm in a training right now. And so she even gave me another tip that I'm actually going to try. But I would say uh, one thing that I've tried that has been definitely helpful for me um, in regards to making sure that I get into classrooms and give authentic feedback. Um, I, I had my secretary create a uh, index um, cards of me of every staff in the building, literally every staff in the building, uh, support staff, teachers, assist everyone. I said, I want a name and where they are. Um, if they're in sixth grade or seventh grade or eighth grade. And if they're not, I just want you to create like another for me. Um, and she created that, color coded it for me. And so what I do is every day, um, I will pick names out of that um, out of that uh, index box. Mm -hmm. And those are the individuals that I'm going to see. Either I'm checking in to see how they're doing, um, how things are going, or I'm actually going to do a walkthrough and, and connect with them in some way. Um, that, that gives me, because it's important to me, again, it's so important for me, for me to connect with people. Mm -hmm. um, and so I made that a priority. It's on my list. I make sure I do it. Um, the other thing is, um, my team, I have actually three deans in my building. So I have a dean in sixth grade, seventh grade, and eighth grade. They're like the principal at the grade level. Um, and then I have two APs. Um, and so my leadership team is rather large. So what's been helpful for us is we take a grade level a week. 
So for an example, um, I have sixth, seventh, and eighth grade in my school. So one week I'll be in sixth grade, one week I'll be in seventh grade, one week I'll be in eighth grade. Well, during that week, that's our focus. So whether it's discipline, so we don't feel overwhelmed, like we all have to do everything. We say, okay, you're going to focus on that grade level. So as an AP, if my AP is in seventh grade that week, they're going to deal with seventh grade discipline. They're going to see the teachers in seventh grade. Everything's going to be about seventh grade. And then the following week, they'll be in eighth grade. And it's the same thing. And I'm, I'm also in that rotation. And so therefore, if I'm in seventh grade one week, then the next week I'll be in eighth grade. And then the following week I'll be in sixth grade. So that gives every teacher an opportunity to see me because within that week, I'm doing the same thing. I'm focused on those, those students and those teachers in that specific grade level. Um, so it's really nice that we get to rotate and get to see all the teachers. And so within a month's time, all of the teachers have seen all of the admin at least once. I love that. That's a, that is a great way to approach it without feeling overwhelmed. I yes. mean, I like, I like that holistic approach to where it's all in. So it's, it's the discipline, it's with the kids, it's with the teachers, it's with you know, the families, all things. And so that doesn't get anyone kind of, I guess, stuck either in, in one particular direction. Cause I bet if, you know, I know there are other school leaders who are, who will say like, okay, this is the Dean or the AP of just sixth grade. Well, let's say for example, that your sixth grade has 15 brand new teachers <laughs> and the seventh grade AP, you know, only has two brand new teachers with well, that, you know, that kind of makes it a little bit an, an inequitable practice of trying to keep up and support. So I love the way that you've kind of worked that rotation in to make it equitable, but to also allow the teachers to be seen by everyone as well. Yes. All right. So may I tell you what, my hat is off to you for middle school. I, I tell everybody that <laughs> oh, special people, I um, love it. <laughs> very special people. I, I don't know how you do it. My, my own two daughters, I say, you know, they are angels from, from God to me, but both of them um, became different, different young ladies for those three years. They were in middle <laughs> school and I was so grateful when they, they kind of came back to me uh, and when they got to high school. So for people who do it every day, I, I praise you. Uh, so, so when I ask you about your toughest challenge in my mind, I'm like, well, I'm sure there's a lot at the middle school level, but, <laughs> but, but what would you say to be one of your toughest challenges? And then how'd you go about overcoming that? Wow. Um, Ooh, I, I honestly love school. I love middle school. I love being an educator. It's, t uh, I, it's probably crazy for me to say that I have a tough, my toughest challenge, honestly, is making time for myself. <laughs> I need to be honest with you, like everything is about, I'm like 100% school, like everything, you know, I love going to just student games. I love going to, you know, if teachers have things going on, I want to be involved. Like, I just like to be involved. Um, so making time for myself has personally one, been one of my challenges. So this year I've been working hard to be more, I guess, more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, more, I guess, focused on me in regards to making sure that I'm taking care of myself. And that, you know, that kind of leads me to the next question, which is one that almost every guest has struggled with this year, which is um, what boundaries are you setting that to protect that peace and protect that time for yourself so that you don't burn out? Um, I know people always ask me that. How do you not burn out? Um, <laughs> uh, I, um, I do. I would say I, the weekends are definitely mine unless there's something major going on and 
of course, you know, if the, the school's burning down, then that's a different story. But um, for the most part, you know, I do try to make the weekends mine. I try to make sure that I'm doing things that brings me joy. I don't just tell other people to do that, but it's important to me to make sure I do things that bring me joy, honestly, on a regular basis. Um, school is one thing that brings me joy, but outside of that, I do have other things that I like to do. Um, and so um, I, I try to make sure that I, I do something that brings me joy, especially on the weekends. And um, I usually don't, I try not to do any work on the weekends, unless of course it's something like that I majorly have to get done and there's no, no, no way around it. Um, but other than that, I will, I will shut my computer down and I try not to work on the weekends. I think, you know, I think that's important. I, I think the thing that I've learned this season is that boundaries look different for everyone, right? Some people, you know, they, they want to keep the work to the weekend, but they, you know, when they go home at night, they don't do anything. So I think it's about finding the right balance that works for, for you. Uh, but I do think finding that time is critically important. And I, I'm, I, I can understand that. I don't know when you take time for yourself, because I, like I say, I follow you and see all the great things and places you go and, and the kiddos you see and all the things that you're doing. And I'm like, when does she sleep? <laughs> I mean, you know, when they say, you know, she's something that brings you joy. Like, honestly, like connecting with kids bring me joy, like doing my job and seeing kids just have an amazing place to come to every day that they love coming to. Um, though It brings me joy, honestly. So like whatever I can do when teachers are coming to my building and they're happy about coming to my building, that brings me joy. So um, those are the things that honestly bring me joy. So whatever I can do to make my school better, I want to do it. You know, and that 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 brings about another thing I, that, that I think of too, Shanae. I've had this conversation really with my own assistant principal is that for some people, and I'm, I'm a lot the same way, like people are like, Jill, you need to unwind or, or you know, I, but I, I love what I do. You know, I love to learn. I love to grow. I love to, you know, pour into our school. Um, and so sometimes it doesn't, when it's the choice type things, right, it doesn't feel like work. So I get that how that yeah. does that. As Stephen Covey calls it, sharpen your soul. You know, sometimes doing those things is okay. And, and there, I think there are sometimes when people try to, will try to shame you for working too much. But I think that it's that when it's that choice part, that's where that boundary comes into place is if I'm choosing to go to that basketball game or if I'm choosing to, right. you know, do whatever, then that's very different than that feeling of mandated, you know, 60 page report that's due to the district, right? <laughs> that's so true. Then there are some things that, that I have to do. Yeah, uh, that I don't like to do, but <laughs> I'm yes, not a paperwork person, Jill. I'm not a paperwork person. I'm a people person. <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's what makes you so awesome. So I've, I've talked a lot, Shanae, about how just um, how active you are, and I love watching all the things that you do. And, you know, I think that we are our own best resources. So when I ask you to think about, you know, two, three, four people that you follow on social media or that you're connected with, that you feel like if other people aren't connected with, they need to get connected with, who would you say those people are? Wow. Uh, one, you, absolutely. You've given me so much great resources Aww. to build my school community. So thank you so much. Anyone who's listening, follow Jill. Um, <laughs> oh, you're so kind. <laughs> <laughs> um, but a few other other people that I think definitely you, people need to connect with is the two ladies from Roanoke, um, um, Benson and Voss. They are a teen teachers in math. So if you're on Twitter, connect with them. They are amazing. They provide resources. They share all the amazing things that they're doing, but their scores are off the charts. Awesome. Um, and they just know how to connect with kids, kids and get them to believe that they can do anything. So please follow them. And um, you, said, you said they were Benson and did you say Voss? Yeah. Benson and Voss. Okay. 
they're amazing. Another person that I'm actually doing a training with right now, um, Dr. Robin Jackson, she's written numerous of books um, on just aligning your school and making your school great. Um, she has a whole buildership program that she does. Um, I'm about to jump into that and get into that because um, definitely, I think it'll definitely help um, the areas of where we're going in our school. Um, but definitely, she's someone you want to follow and uh, get some of her resources, some of her books that she has. Yeah, I've read several of her stuff. She's 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 good stuff. She's yeah. definitely good stuff. Yeah. Um, Principal um, Kafele, uh, actually, I have I've I've actually bought both of his books, um, Principal Fifty and the um, Assistant Principal Fifty. So when I was aspiring to be an assistant principal, I bought his Assistant Principal Fifty, and when I was aspiring to be a principal, I bought his uh, his actual uh, Principal Fifty. Um, they were very helpful. Um, resources in regards to me planning and preparing um, for my interviews and just some of the things I want to think about as I was growing in leadership. Uh, so definitely if you can, and he has definite, um, he has great podcasts that he do on the weekends too, and building um, effective leadership uh, that he does on the weekends on Facebook. So you can follow him as well. Yeah. The things I love about his book is that they're, they're very um, like they're, they're quick reads and they're too yeah. And that's what they're very practical. And that's what I loved about his stuff mm -hmm. is you pick it up. You don't have to worry about much. You can get through it. And it's really great practical advice. All right, Shanae, last question. What are three words that other people who know you would use to describe you? Hmm. <laughs> Sharing the sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I believe in, I, I believe in that. I, I, that's something that, um, that I say often, share your sunshine. Um, and even on those cloudy days, if you're sharing your sunshine, then somebody's not going to have a cloudy day. Um, and not every day is, is sunshine, but you have it in you. So whatever it is, dig deep, go after it and and, and share it because there's somebody else that needs it. Uh, we don't ever know what people are going through on a daily basis. Um, there's a lot happening right now in our society. Um, and people have their struggling moments and their struggling days. And when you're willing to share a smile, you're willing to say hello, greet a person, tell them they look nice today, tell them you like their shoes. Um, Tell them who you like their hair. Tell them you like the bracelet that they have on. Something that will get them to think, oh, wow, okay, that's, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And brighten their day. Um, you never know how that can change the trajectory of a person's day. Um, so I do believe in sharing ascension. That is so true. That is just so true. And it takes such a little effort to give that to someone, right? Yes. All right. Well, Shanae, you, I, I've loved having you on um, with me today. And so if people wanted to follow up with you, um, what's the best way to get in contact with you? Follow me on Twitter. <laughs> follow <laughs> me on Twitter. Shanae IB. I think it's LA. Um, I think it's Shanae IB um, at LCPS. I believe that's my handle. But if not, you can look up Shanae Brown. I'm also, I also have a school Instagram account. So you can follow me there. And that is um, SIB LCPS um, on, on the, um, Instagram as well. Um, I love sharing, you know, encouraging messages, um, how to motivate you on a daily basis. And I also believe in sharing great things that are happening at Harper Park. Um, I believe that we control the narrative of our school and we do that by social media. Yes, ma'am. And you do an amazing job of being the chief storyteller of your school. I love, love, love watching all the things that you post. So yes, if you're not following today, do that because you will get to see all the greatness of all the things that she's doing over there at her school. Thank you, Joe. Well, Shanae, thanks for joining me. Um, and I'm going to wish you a great rest of your school year. Likewise. All right. Take care. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay.
listeners, if you enjoyed this episode, how to make others feel like they are the only one in the room, please share it with your friends by using the social media buttons you see at the bottom of the post. Now, if this is your first episode or you've not tuned in to hear any of the other amazing guests from the season, I encourage you to do so. And then I encourage you to go back and listen to the other seasons. And while you're checking out the podcast, go ahead and like, follow, subscribe so that you get automatic episode updates every week. And while you're there, if you wouldn't mind, go ahead and leave an honest review and rating. It really does help me out when it comes to the ranking of the show, and I make it a point to read every single one of the reviews that I get. And friends, let's go ahead and connect if we are not already connected on Twitter and LinkedIn. As you go about your week, I encourage you to ask yourself, are you the leader you deserve? And what are you doing about it?